Well, that'll lead us into our, into our story today then, because Thomas was out of sync. So we're, we're, ta- we're, talking about, uh, we're, we're talking about encounters with Jesus after the resurrection. You know, there weren't that many. Uh, there, there weren't really many stories. It said that Jesus, for 40 days, he went and, and witnessed, uh, you know, he told people he was alive and people saw him. But there weren't many accounts that, that were part of this scenario. And, uh, and, and so I was thinking, you know, Peter gets, gets a, a story in there where God, where Jesus restores him, Right. And then Thomas gets gets written in there, but the other disciples didn't get written in there. And and I was thinking, man, isn't it great when your stuff isn't written in the Bible? You know, the Bible's not still be writ- still being written. Aren't you glad that your story's not in there? Like like worst case scenario. I, I was I was thinking about this, and I, I was thinking about my my. Uh, I was going to say one of my children, but then I was going to say he, and then I was going to say, well, there's there's a he here, and there's a he so, that's not here, and um, and so I, I I might as well just name him by name. But when my son Robert was, uh, he was probably maybe six or seven years old, and um, I, I think Jendi had the had the vacuum cleaner out, and uh, we had a dog at the time. And somewhere along the line, the vacuum cleaner stopped working. And he said, uh, Dad, this vacuum cleaner is not working. And I saw the dog bowl, and then I saw the nozzle of the uh, vacuum cleaner dripping. Uh, he had sucked up the dog bowl. <laughs> and I said, did you suck up the dog bowl? And you know how it is like when you got caught? And he's looking at me like, yeah, not really. Uh, he's standing there next to the, the, the thing. And, I, and I, I, this is the things that come to my mind when I read this. And I was thinking, you know, when Jesus meets Thomas, it's kind of like the kid sucked up the dog bowl. It's like, you know, did you do this? Um, now, <laughs> we'll get into the story, but. The other ten, they also did, you know, they also split. When, when Jesus was arrested, they're like, well, we're out of here. You know, the, all the sheep were scattered, but only two got stories. Aren't you glad that, you know, I'm thinking the other ten are like, whew, when the Bible was finished, they're like, man, didn't get my story in there when Jesus met with me. So anyway, the reason I say that is to take the edge off of Thomas because, uh, you know, I, I, I'm very sensitive and I think we should be too, that a lot of times when we read our Bible, we think that maybe Jesus is calling us out. But Jesus isn't ever calling us out. He's always restoring us. And to the, to the, un, to the mind of natural man, anytime we hear the voice of God, uh, there's, a, there's a tone of harshness to it, right? That, that's, why most, that's why the church isn't filled today, is <laughs> because people are not here because they're thinking, if God spoke to me today, he probably would be mad at me, or there at least would be a tone of, yeah, you got, you, you, you sucked the dog bowl, <laughs> right? And so that's not, that's not how I hear it. And in fact, even as I'm studying the scripture, there's so many pastors uh, put in, in this is that, you know, Jesus is rebuking Thomas for his lack of faith. And I don't hear that in Jesus's voice, partially because as, as the Lord has discipled me, uh, I've come from that side of, you know, religious, you know, guilt. And so it, when I hear the voice of the Lord, it's like, ah, son, I'm trying to get you back. 
<laughs> you know, I'm just trying, I'm trying to restore you so that you can move forward rather than bad dog. All right. So let's, let's read the story and we'll talk about it a little bit this morning. Okay. It says, now Thomas, also called Didymus, now you have to throw that in there. It just means twin. Uh, he, was, he was a twin. Uh, uh, I won't go on. Okay. W- was, was, not with the, was not with the disciples when Jesus came. Uh, that was the point I had made earlier. Is like He missed the meeting, the first meeting. Uh, so the other disciples told him, we have seen the Lord. But he said to them, hey, unless I see the nail marks in, the hands, in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and put my hand in his side, I will not believe. A week later, I always like that when you're reading the Bible, a week later, it's like his, he was strong in his faith for a whole solid week. Uh, a week later, the disciples were in the house again, and Thomas was with them. Though the doors were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. I just love that. The doors are locked. This is the second time. <laughs> the, the, the story above, the doors were also locked. Jesus is in the midst. The, again, they're like, who let this guy in? Because often Jesus wasn't recognized after the resurrection. And they, they were obviously... Their hearts were starting to pump when they saw him. And he said, peace be with you. It's something he said, this is the third time he said this in this portion here. Because I think when you, when you see Jesus really for the first time or you know, after the resurrection, I don't know about you, when, when I came to Christ, when somebody told me, he's alive. And I'm like, yeah, I don't believe that. And then Jesus get, gets a hold of me. But when he gets a hold of you the first time, you're like, you're not at real peace because you're having this angst between your humanity and your sin and the Savior standing before you. And of course, if you're Thomas, you'd sucked up the dog bowl. So uh, Jesus says, peace be with you. Okay. Then he said to Thomas, so like the first thing, he walks in the room, he says, peace, everybody. And then he goes right over to Thomas. I heard what you said. I get a kick out of that because Jesus hears everything. <laughs> he hears what's in our mind. You know, we're thinking we're trying to fake him out. He, you know, he, he, he's like, you know, Alexa, you know, she's, <laughs> she, he's like Siri. He's like, he, he's, he's got 10 seconds of every thought. And, but I, I love this because I think that sometimes for us, we think that God doesn't hear our thoughts, that he doesn't hear our, you know, declarations. It's like, I will never trust this, or I will never do that, right? And that's not the, that's not how the Lord is. He's like, I hear you, and now I want to come to you and tell you what I heard. He's like a good counselor. He says, then he said to Thomas, put your finger here, see my hands, Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. And the the word doubt that used doubting, I I wish they didn't use doubt because it wasn't doubt. It was stop stop unbelieving and believe. Stop not not believing and believe is really the word there. Okay. And Thomas said to him, my Lord and my God. So he's like, 
This wasn't an ex, uh, you know, some people are like, he was just exclaiming that. No, he was like affirming, wow, Jesus, my God, he's in front of me. Okay. And then Jesus told him, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. Who's that? That's us. I know. It's like, do you know today you're blessed? Because <laughs> you're, you're here, you're like, I believe, you know. Uh, so anyway, I, I want to just uh, kind of observe a couple of things and talk about a couple of things, and then we'll, we'll make, make the, the wrap about this. But Thomas experienced the, one of the greatest disappointments of his entire life. This is really what the story is about. Because people don't lose faith when everything's going good, right? People lose faith when there's great disappointment. I could talk about my, my mom here. My, 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 do- my sister, she was born uh, with a, a, a disease that lasted her entire life. And my mom was a person of faith, believing that God was going to heal her for her whole life. My sister passed away in, when she was 34. And my mom just couldn't reconnect to God after that. She just, she, it was a disappointment that was, so, you know, because I, I had talked with her about faith and, you know, obviously she, she had uh, pseudo raised me uh, in, in a, she took me to church on Christmas and, and, uh, and Easter. So, she did. She did her part. Uh, it was enough for me, man. That's all it took. <laughs> Two days a year got me straight in. Uh, about twenty years later, anyway. So sometimes we experience disappointments, and that help that removes us from being able to truly trust God. And I think this is what the story is about more than anything: is that every one of us is going to experience disappointments in our lives that are going to bump against our faith. And that's why I wanted us to read you know, James chapter 1, because these trials that come in our life are not to bump us from our faith, but to strengthen our faith, right? But we have to have that mindset, especially as disciples, that when you know, we're going to experience things that just don't work out, you, you know, they're going to work out in a way but they don't work out. Like my mom, that was an end, you know, that, that's a hard end point when someone passes away that you've been believing that, that God was going to heal them. And so this is what Thomas was experiencing. He was following Jesus for three years, right? Three and a half years, he's walking with Jesus. Man, we're on the roll. We got the healer. We got the, we got the you know, we got the guy, man, the teacher, the healer, the savior of the world. And then all of a sudden, Jesus is crucified, and he says, no, never again, never again. And uh, I know that probably no one here, but uh, there, there are times in our lives when we hit experiences like that where we go, well, if there is a God, and even the God that I, I've been following for all these years, uh, he would have worked it out a different way. The good news is, is that Jesus did rise from, <laughs> he did rise again. But that's the point, 
is that not everything that we experience right here is, is going to work out, but we can grow through that. Okay. So all of us will experience some time of having it, our faith shattered. I just, I just believe that, or at least tested severely. I know in the last 20 years, I've had a number of tests where I, you know, I'm like, if I, I need God. Thankfully, each and every one of those has strengthened my faith over, you know, through, through time. Kind of like the coronavirus as we go. Okay. Um, I just wrote down just a, just a couple things, you know. Everybody's experienced a broken heart, I'm sure. Uh, everybody uh, has lacked trust in God at some point where we're going, okay, God, I really, really need you. And there's a waiting period, kind of like the eight days. Okay, so after uh, this happens where he's completely has his face shattered, um, Jesus comes and confronts him. I want to use that word confront, but I want to add, and I put in the notes, he confronts and restores him. And this is what happens with all of us, because when we lose faith, Jesus is wanting to restore it, right? And he has to talk to us about our heart. Are we, are we really going to engage, you know, with, you know, with him? And so, uh, a week later, the doors were locked. Jesus appears. He says peace, and he goes straight, straight to us. And I want to just ask you, I know that for all of us, we've had some big strains uh, in our life over this last year. Is that true? So, and, and I won't say that we're, we're like Thomas in that we've, we've lost faith, but uh, we've, been, we've been sorely tested, I believe. You know, I, I mean, certainly, certainly I have. And Jesus wants to come to us and wants to say, trust me again. And not that we're even through this thing, because we don't even know what, what tomorrow's going to bring, right, as far as pandemics go. But, you know, pandemics is kind of a side issue when I'm dealing with my own life. Did you know that? <laughs> it's like, I don't care about the pandemic. I got my own life to live, <laughs> you know. <laughs> don't mess with me right here. And so uh, Jesus wants us to trust him. And so he comes to him and he says, hey, what proof do you need to trust me? And this, this kind of got me as I was thinking about it, because Jesus came to him and says, okay, look at, look, look at, look at this. This is, you know, he's willing to give us proof. And, and I was thinking about this, that the proof that he's given us now is the word of God and the testimony of others. There's just, you know, when the disciples say, hey, we saw Jesus, that's the same testimony we have with everybody. Isn't that right? And, but now we have this, 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 the big book, and every time I read in it, and I read in it uh, daily, uh, I, get, I gather encouragement from all the people that have trusted God. Here, you look in Hebrews chapter 11, right? What's it say? By faith, by faith, by faith, these guys have, have, have done it. And the reason I do that is because I want to have faith for the time that I know I'm going to be tested again. Just like James 1 says, the tests are coming. All right? Tests are coming. Okay. So, Jesus, he doesn't, he, he always 
talks to us gently. So whatever you're, you're not trusting in right now, I don't know where you guys are. Where, where are you? <laughs> what are you not believing God for right now? Or where, where you, where you, what's happening in your heart? You don't have to ask, answer. Uh, but I, I was, as I was preparing this, I was just thinking, uh, wow, there's a bunch of things that I'm still not believing God for. And Jesus comes to me and says, you know that, that faith and unbelief are, are really two sides of the same coin. Meaning that when you don't believe, you're actually believing in your unbelief. <laughs> it's, it, it, and you're strengthening that argument all the time by your unbelief. It's like, well, I, I'm not going to believe this. You know, and I, I, like the, I, I do like the way that Thomas said it. You know, no way, I'm not believing. And, uh, and, and so a lot of times we do that in our own life. We, we, we're praying about something. We're saying, oh, Lord, I don't know if this is going to, you know, if you want to answer this or not. And we start to not believe him. And then we start to strengthen that. And that's when Jesus comes to us. And very gently, he says, hey, take a look. I died for you. I'm living for you. I'm with you. I want to encourage you. Look, here's the proof. I've risen from the dead. Believe again. All right? Thanks, you guys. All right. So, I know it's, it, I, I got to tell you, it's, it's, it's harder talking to a, a smaller group of people than normally. <laughs> I appreciate you guys being here. Uh, um, so, let's get to the last point. The last thing is, I I put down here, I think, the the, the problem of seeing. Now, Jesus makes this last statement, and and I love it. It says, then Jesus told him, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen and yet have believed. And not, so every time we're we're looking for a sign we're not being blessed i i'm thinking that it's like oh god you have to show me something and jesus is saying no i want you to learn to trust me when you trust me that's when that then faith is activated and you get and you get blessed you get happy it happens before the the fact now in any of our part of our life the blessing or happiness comes when you trust before the challenge. Okay. I mean, I, I love to praise God after the challenge. In fact, I'm praising God right now. Uh, I, I, I feel like I, I've been able to, to, to get through the tunnel a little bit in a lot of areas. Um, but it was before I was moving through that that God wanted to bless me. See, I, I don't know if you guys are like me that, we're always looking for tomorrow as the end, the end point. He's <laughs> like, if I can get to tomorrow, then I'll be blessed. And Jesus is like, oh, no, you guys are missing it. Trust me, and you'll have me, and that will be the blessing. Okay. Um, learning to trust again 
can be tough. And I don't know who's here as far as listening to this right now. But especially when we've had tough disappointments, uh, like like my mom and and like probably every one of us has, has had in this life, learning to trust again can be a difficult process. Um, but I know that this story was told here on purpose so that we would understand. Listen, if you will just trust me, then you will see the blessing. So, where are you guys t- today? I, I, I wrote down, here's how I learned to trust, uh, how I have. I always go on the inside and say, okay. Uh, there was a, a person that came to Jesus one time, and, and uh, he said, you know, I believe, help my unbelief. Uh, be honest with God when you're not trusting him. You know, a lot of times we're like, I think I'm doing okay, God. <laughs> but be honest with God and say, hey, I, I do trust you, but I'm having a hard time trusting you right now. Uh, you know, David was like this. I mean, a good portion of the Psalms are, are him crying out to God, saying, God, God, what's wrong with you? <laughs> and then at the, end, the other half of the Psalm is like, okay, it wasn't wrong with you. It was wrong with me uh, because I wasn't listening to you. Okay, so pray for your, your the natural mind of, of unbelief and say, Lord, Lord, help me with that. Um, and then the, the, the next thing is when I'm going through a difficult time trying to, you know, strengthen my faith through something, I always have to remember how God got me here. And there's something that, that, that I've been saying to people for a long time, actually, is like, God has gotten you this far. Why do you think he's going to drop you off now? <laughs> and, and, you know, in every crisis of our life, you know, that in the past, God has gotten us through it, right? And we're like, yay, God, hasn't he? Yes? Has he gotten it? He hasn't dropped you off? Okay. And then, but now you're here going, yeah, but what about this time? And he's saying, remember, remember the last time I picked you up? I got you this time too. And so if you're having a hard time, remember how he got you through the last time. And I've been through so many crazy things in my life. Uh, Don't have time to tell them all. Uh, I I remember, it's like, oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, You know, I thought we were broke before. (laughs) You ain't seen broke. (laughs) And and look, we're doing good. Okay. And then last but not least, uh, and this is my my final point and, and super important. The other disciples, we don't know what happened after Jesus said this. But I hope that the other disciples came around Thomas and said, dude, you're back in the club. Because that's really what happens when you trust Jesus. And one of the most important things, I think, is for us to to make sure that we're getting together with people of faith when we're having, especially when we're having difficult times, and have them be around encouragers. Uh, I surround myself with encouragers. If you surround yourself with discouragers, even if they're on TV, cut them off. You know, there's discouragers on TV. You know that. <laughs> you know, so I never watch that stuff, man. I only watch the encouraging stuff because I want. I need to be built up in the faith, and and I want to. I want to charge each and every one of you uh, this week. There's going to be people in your life that you pass by and you think they're doing great. 
You think they're on the top of the top of the world, man? They they got their stimulus check. They're 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 rocking and rolling, right? They they they're ready. But almost everybody you pass needs a word of encouragement. I hope that the disciples came around Thomas, the rest of them came around Thomas and said, man, welcome back. I'm so glad you had the opportunity to see Jesus too. So now let's get on it together. And uh, so I just want to encourage you in that because I, I, I meet a lot of discouraged people. And I know that just a slight word of encouragement uh, can change, change the world. Okay. Um, last but not least, this is my last but not least. I want to pray with you. I don't know what's happening in your hearts or in the hearts of those that are watching online. Uh, you're going through a tough time. You're facing some kind of health challenge. You're facing some kind of financial challenge. You're facing uh, a long season of isolation. There's a lot of stuff going on. Just like Thomas, we have an opportunity to meet with Jesus again. And I, I love that it says, blessed are those that have that have believed without seeing. And that's us. And so uh, I, want, I want to pray with you and encourage the Holy Spirit to encourage you uh, that whatever you're facing right now, the Lord's going to lead you through. And as James told us this morning, we can count it joy. We can count it happiness because He is with us. All right, let's pray. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, that you're with us. And uh, I don't know uh, really what's happening in each and every heart uh, that's listening to this right now or will listen to this. And, and I ask in the name of Jesus that we would follow that last verse that just says, blessed are those who don't see and yet believe. Lord, in our lives, there are so many things that we're being challenged with. And uh, the, the point of this story is that we can trust you again, even if we've lost our, our faith, our trust in you. Lord, that we can turn our eyes back to you and say yes in faith to you again. Lord, I pray by your Holy Spirit right now, you go to each and every heart personally. And as they say, I believe, I trust you, that you would impart that blessing that comes from trusting you again. And Lord, I especially pray for those that uh, have experienced a, a, a radically difficult time. Uh, Lord, that you're the great comforter According to 2 Corinthians chapter 1, it says that you comfort us with a great comfort and you give us great mercy. That you'd be uh, with those people in particular and show them how much you love them, show them how much you do care and are with them. And Lord, for the rest of us, we thank you that you are our God. We love serving you. Strengthen us and uh, show us more of who you are. Each and every day this week, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.